Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What's up, Pils Mafia? Fernando Shimoja here with another Leading the Charge. Today, talking about the expectations for the season, 10 days away of the first Bills game against the Jets at the at their stadium, and uh, Jamie Demico is going to join me soon to, to talk some views, to talk the expectations, to talk the state of the franchise uh, ahead of the start of the season. Feel free to talk, to comment via chat. Uh, the interaction is free here, and we're going to talk a lot of, about the Bills. One week uh, away from our, our first game, people is already joining. And so let's go. Let's start talking. And Jamie is going to be here soon. And we're going to talk about all the expectations. Uh, a lot of views talk this, this week, obviously. And a lot of talk about Josh Allen, Brandon Bean, and how ready this team really is uh, for this season. And I have a lot of subjects to talk to you and Jamie is gonna join me the show welcome Jamie thank you so much Jamie D from Believe podcast and Jamie uh, Jamie D and Big Newt podcast thank you so much man for for uh taking my invitation and show me up I, really I am I'm thrilled to be here my friend is uh is my level okay do you need my microphone to come up at all <laughs> awesome awesome I really appreciate you taking your time to join me and talk some bills and as I was introducing the Bills Mafia to this episode, uh, a lot of talk ahead of... We are now 10 days away from the, the first game of the season, right? And, yeah. and a lot of talk about... Some crazy talk also about Josh Allen and about Brandon Bean and about, about the boogie trade and a lot of this stuff. So I really want to talk tackle this stuff and, and, and talk to you about where are the Bills right now ahead of... 10 days ahead of the, the first game of the season because I remember last season and it seemed like the team was ready to play a Super Bowl in September, you know, and we had a great first game against the Rams and and it, the team seemed primed for great things, but unfortunately the Super Bowl isn't in September, right, my friend? So how do you feel about this season with we having maybe some question marks uh, ahead of the start of the year? And Fernando, you are so correct about where they were last season. It, it was people, people had crowned them. And after the Bills played their first, what, two or three games, they looked like they were going to be absolutely unstoppable. But as we know, it's a long season. And this year, especially when we were looking at, you know, the Jets making so many moves and the Dolphins getting better, you know, they have a good coach. And the Bills also struggled against those two teams last year. The Bills beat those teams by a total of, I, well, okay, they split with those teams, first of all, yeah. last year. And the Bills were, I think, something like plus four points against both teams combined last year. So they played a ton of close games. And, of course, they're making a lot of noise, the Dolphins and the Jets. But just like the season isn't won in September – the season is not one in March, April, and May, just like they are sort of making it out to be. I think it was it was one of the uh, one of the guys on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network said the Bills are right where they need to be. You're not hearing anything about them, and that's that is usually the team that sneaks up and and plays really well. We know the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? But last year at this time, who was talking about the Bengals? 
Nobody was yeah. talking about the Bengals. And there's a strong argument that could be made that the Bengals are the second best team in the NFL. True. And now, can our beloved Buffalo Bills take them when it counts? Of course they can. But you know what? The the Bengals, the Bengals are going to be a real challenge. And this this time last year, nobody saw that coming. And why is that? It's because they weren't making a bunch of offseason splash. The Bills, you know, they got Von Miller. I mean, that's all anybody was talking about. You had Gabe Davis coming off that that monster playoff game where he was setting records. People's memories are, uh, I, people like chasing the shiny object, right? Right yeah, now the absolutely. Bills aren't the shiny object, and I think they got everybody right where they want them. Absolutely, Jamie. And uh, Gustavo is telling here, here he's he's not so uh, so optimistic right now. And I, I've talked to, to some fans, and they, they've been questioning where the Bills are right now. And, and I always bring this, this, subject to the conversation about look last year we we were totally ready for for the opener we were totally ready for the first three four weeks but then we started to lose important players i'd rather don't have uh von miller right now for four weeks or or a little bit more and have him for by playoff times than than having him for the fourth for uh, four games and not having him when really when we really need him same thing with micah hyde and a lot of other important guys so uh, I, I don't see the Bills right now in a better situation than they were like a, a year ago, but I, I see them totally ready to be prepared when the time comes, you know, when it's really important. And 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 just like you said about the Bengals, Jamie, uh, I remember a friend last year saying, oh, it was just a one-year thing with the Bengals, you know, they were lucky one year ago and, and yeah. now they are already, already starting... In a in a worse scenario and playing badly and they won't be a, a contender and we saw how our season ended last season so mm -hmm. it's 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 really uh, it's not really about September it's more about December January especially February so I have uh, unlike Gustavo here all right I have a big time expectation for this Bills roster for this Bills team and I believe they are in a good situation to get better along the season to to fix some stuff that has really been problematic to us in the last few years and be ready by playoff time to be ready when the time really arrives because just like you said the, the AFC East became stronger and it's getting harder and it's not necessarily bad because let's be honest I'd rather lose the AFC East and, and get a wild, wild card spot and win it all than winning the AFC every year and losing during the playoffs, right? So, sure. How do you see the AFC East getting stronger? How worried are you about this opener against the Jets? This the the Dolphins uh, maybe getting better or or healthier? And even the Patriots, we never can count them out, right? Right. Well, when it when it comes to divisional games, I pretty much always assume that you're going to split within your division. And that's what happens when teams know each other extremely well. You know, it's it's hard to game plan for a team that you've known inside and out for many years. And it's also the teams that you're scouting the most often. So your scouts have the most knowledge about them. I foresee uh, in my predictions that the Bills will split again this year. Going into that Jets game, the Bills may lose that one. You know, I haven't uh, I haven't studied it hard enough uh, to know as of yet. And if the Bills do lose that one, everybody's going to be jumping off the bandwagon. Fans are going to be upset. But here's the thing. It won't matter. <laughs> it, it won't matter because the Bills will beat them the next time. And now you want to start stacking up your divisional wins because you want to win the, the divisional crown because that makes your life in the playoffs a lot easier. But, you know, I... I, I'm not, the first game is not the entire season. And, you know, going back to, and I do want to speak to what Gustavo had to say moments ago, he's not feeling as optimistic. And I understand that because we usually base our expectations on what we saw most recently. Mm. And the most recently, most recent version of the Buffalo Bills we saw was a playoff team that barely beat 
the Dolphins against that third string quarterback and got pummeled by, by the Bengals. Well, I'm not making excuses for the team. You know, you can't, you play with the roster you've got, but look what they were missing on defense. Trey White, all pro. He was, didn't come back till late in the season and he wasn't himself yet. Micah Hyde, all pro, gone. Von Miller, all pro, gone. And then you had the other players on offense that didn't develop the way they expected him to. Spencer Brown took a step back. Gabe Davis didn't step up. Isaiah McKenzie was absolutely not ready to play in the slot last year. You know, it, it, those were all things that they discovered. The floor of this team is much higher than the floor of last year's team. They tremendously improved the floor of the wide receiver group. The defensive line rotation is fierce this year. They've got much better interior offensive line depth and even starters than they did a year ago. This is a better team than it was last year. Not only with the players that they're getting back, but with the players that they added, this team is better than the 2022 version. And I I don't know if that is going to be reflected in the record because they're their schedule is a gauntlet this year, but I, I think that they're going to play every single team even tougher than they did last year. Doesn't mean, like I said, doesn't mean that it's going to affect them in the win column. They may even lose more games than they did last year, but you're going to like what you see on the field, Gustavo. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, Jamie. And even about the guys who were playing against the Bengals, because it's so difficult to measure how healthy or how injured the guy is when he's on the field you assume the guy's playing he's 100 healthy he's the best version of himself but it's not always true it's not totally true and people forget how for example josh allen he had an injury on his elbow that a lot of other quarterbacks would be sitting on the sidelines and doing re-rev you know and not being able to play and the guy was out there throwing all the time and, and fighting against that injury and People took for granted, okay, we have 17 on the field. He's his best version of himself. Same thing with Gabe Davis, who had that ankle bothering him all year long. And we we can't really measure how much it, did it bother him during all season long and that playoffs game and how much of an, a factor it was avoiding him to take the next step that we we saw the, the the potential against the Chiefs that playoff the, the playoff game and and we again expect that we can see it this year with him being named the team captain again and all the expectation over Gabe. So uh, and then other guys Ed Oliver, a lot of guys that should have been able to to impact more that game and they couldn't for some reason. And again, no excuses. But if the Bills are healthy by playoff times, Jamie, I feel really good about this team I, re I feel really confident about this improved version of the last team because just like you said some guys McKenzie some guys that we really counted on them they couldn't really uh, step up and take that that jobs and like McKenzie from from the Cole Beasley that we used to have before prime Cole Beasley like mm -hmm. all Cole Beasley, or even the, the last version that we saw from him not the latest one but the, when he was a full-time starter, he he was injured, but still a guy who could move the chains. McKenzie right. never became that. So nope. those Bills can really be way stronger than last year, in my opinion. That's a huge statement because last year's team was pretty good, and we could see it on the record. And even on the losses, we lost by so few points, man. It was like we were almost close to a perfect season. So it's crazy to think about, and a lot of people are really... I don't know. They can't feel confident about this team, but I really am, and I really am confident in this season, and I like the state of the franchise right now. So I, I, I do want to speak to Gustavo's point uh, yeah. that you know he says he's he's worried, uh, especially with um, you know with middle linebacker, and that is a position where they did take a step backwards uh, for sure by letting Tremaine Edmonds go. Um, you know, I I think we do need to see more out of a player that you brought up, which was Gabe Davis. You mentioned his ankle injury. But here's my question. 
Does a bad ankle make you drop the ball? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. That's true. It's so, hard to, to argue against that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the Bills are considered to have one of the more stable franchises in the NFL. And I, I understand, like I said, I understand the trepidation. I actually think they're a better roster top to bottom than they were last year. Uh, players are getting older, but also some players are entering their prime as well. Um, it, it is going to be, it is going to be interesting. Um, you know, there's a uh, Gustavo saying uh, they're not Benjamin Button, which is yeah. a fantastic comment. Yeah. <laughs> White didn't play well last year. I agree with that. He was coming off of an ACL tear which is, they say, it takes about 18 months to get back to full strength on that. So I, I don't think I ever expected to see him play like the old Trey White coming off of that injury. Um, he may never play like the old Trey White again, but I think he'll be a better version than he was last year. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun. But it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Wow, I sound like such a homer, don't I? <laughs> Both of us, both of us, Jamie. I'm normally uh, not like this. Yeah, yeah. I feel myself, it's like, uh, it's the same thing talking about Brendan Bean and about Tremaine Edmonds because I feel my, I, I, I find myself more often than not, like in the past I were, I, I was always like, Tremaine Edmonds is better than people give him credit for. And, and now I find myself like, hey, take it easy. It's not like, Edmonds is prime, look quickly, patrol in the middle of the field. You know, he had his issues too. And not every pass completed off the middle of the field would be diff would have been different with, with Edmonds there. And, and so take it easy. And right. I find myself uh, on this kind of situation all the time. So that's why I, I really want to talk Josh Allen with you. I want to talk uh, Brendan Bean with you. But... To, to close out Gustavo's uh, issues with this year's team, I think it's fair to to be worried a little bit about maybe Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer getting mm -hmm. older, right? And even Von Miller, despite... I, I, I really think Von Miller is one of those guys who never age, you know? He seems like a freak of nature, but... Uh, just like you said, man, we hope and we expect Rousseau to take a step forward and, and get more dominant we we uh, just like spin said about ed oliver we hope ed oliver can finally become more consistent now and and that he got resigned and we know we don't know if it's possible but there are a lot of players that we expect more there are a lot of sneaky good additions to this roster that people they aren't von miller they aren't the, the big time names but those guys can can be really important to this team, and 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 one of them is even uh, Kirksey that was just added for Tremaine Edmonds' place. He will need some time to to get used to the defense, to get up to the speed, to really be aware of what McDermott and what the uh, what the coaching staff wants from the the leader of the defense in the middle linebacker spot. But I love him as a plan B to Terrell Bernard because right we we had a lot of options. Before okay, it can be Terrell Bernard, it can be Dodson, it can be 
Spector. We have Klein still. And right now we are down to Terrell Bernard must work, man, because Dorian isn't going to play this season. And then having Kirksey, an experienced guy, a guy who, if you take the stats, I don't believe stats say the whole thing, but he had better stats than Tremaine Edmonds last year. He had mm -hmm. more sacks, he had more interceptions, he had more tackles. So, yes, different schemes, but you get me. That's a guy who you can trust to do a decent enough job, at least, in the middle of your defense. So, I'm excited to see Terrell Bernard having his shot. I've been high on him since he got drafted. But I'm, I'm really less worried about how about if Bernard doesn't work out having Kirksey there as a, a, a solid a solid veteran too that I know he's able to do a decent job in the middle of the field for his views different. He, um, you know, he's, he's a player who I, I'm glad that they, I, I, I'm glad that they picked him up. And I, I think that helps fill a void. But we do have to remember... This guy did get cut from the one of the worst teams in the NFL. True. So it may have been a salary cap purge. It may be that they want to go with younger players. But, you know, this isn't a, an apples for apples replacement of Tremaine Edmonds, who was uh, a pro bowler. Mm -hmm. uh, but Kirksey, you know, he's a, he's a consummate pro. He's probably a guy who's going to be smart when he's on the field, which is very important. Also, they point to his leadership, his ability to mesh with a team very quickly that he's just joining. And I don't think that can be discounted. And also he's best friends with Micah Hyde. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a guy who Micah Hyde really loves to, to, to get on the team. So before talking Josh Allen, Brendan Bean, my next steps here, I have a, a, a quick message from Jay Spence, the king, for Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they, they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. How does he do that? I, I mean, honestly, how does he get people brewing beer for Buffalo Rumblings? <laughs> that guy's amazing. Jay Spence, beer watching. My hat's off to you. We got, we got to have a side conversation someday. I, I just need to learn how to do what you do, man. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so jamie i'm more with his spin about believing this team has got has gotten better for this season and i really believe the window is totally open and from what we've talked so far it seems like we agree on this but we have people on gustavo's side and i respect this opinion yeah and they question especially brendan bean just like gustavo said here uh, he doesn't believe the front office capacity to draft talent because of obviously because of the mistakes especially in the second round maybe and now we had Boogie Basham being traded I really didn't like this move because I really liked what I've, I've seen from from Boogie Basham this preseason and uh, anyway we know that we had a lot of players there Kingsley Jonathan has impressed in his opportunities and so the decision had to be made but I can I can find in the middle of this debate, you know, Gustavo, because I really believe Bean has done a great job. He he got the quarterback right. That's the, the biggest step you can get as a general manager, right? If you get the right quarterback, it makes things easier for you. But he has also drafted a lot of good players, especially late in the drafts, what has helped this, this roster to be so stronger. And we see every year uh, a lot of our guys that get cut, they get claimed by other teams and make other teams or rookies uh, late round p 
picks in this last draft just got picked up for the, the same Houston Texans that cut uh, Kirksey. So, uh, but yes, uh, those mistakes bother me too. And I don't think when I criticize Bean, a lot of people are mad at me because they think, no, Bean can do no wrong and things like that. And I, I, I think there is an in-between, you know. And Bean is a great general manager. But yes, his, his misfires maybe in the second round maybe uh, have hurt the Bills' chances in recent seasons. They aren't perfect. Nobody is. So uh, how do you feel about Brandon Bean's job? And how do you feel about all the body of work of him since he became the general manager? Because I feel the Bills have a good roster, but I don't feel like, oh, it's an elite roster in the league, absolute elite. I think Josh Allen hides some of this this stuff you know i think he has a a big impact in this entire roster elite roster conversation how do you feel about bean's job and and where do you think this roster uh falls down maybe compared to 2014 roster maybe the best roster wally puts around and and then maybe 2004 roster when we also had a a, a lot of talent but we never had the quarterback well I have been torn uh, on the job Brandon Bean has done. And there's two facets, right? There is the players that are selected, and then there is player development. And it's up to the coaches to develop the talent that they're given. Uh, but I was, I can't remember where I saw it on Twitter, but it was a ranking of the value provided by drafted players on every roster. And they went round by round. And the Buffalo Bills had one of the lowest ranks. They ranked like 28th when it came to value from the second round of the draft. However, overall, and this is since 2018, overall, the Buffalo Bills ranked third in the NFL and drafted value of, oh God, what's the right way of putting it? DVR was what they used. Uh, drafted value rankings or something like that. Mm-hmm which was, was surprising to me. Uh, the Bengals were in front of them, and then I, I can't remember the next team, but like the Chiefs weren't even in the top 15, mm-hmm. if, if that tells you something right there. So while the Bean administration may not be regularly pulling out Pro Bowl players the way we'd like to see them to, they actually are picking up guys that have value. Gabe Davis is a starter, late round pick. Um, you know, Dawson Knox, mid round pick. You know, big big contributors there. Uh, you know, there's you have had for Ben Jackson. I was going to say you've had the cornerback position yeah. filled almost exclusively by late round guys. Taron Johnson is the most underrated player on the Buffalo Bills roster. He was a fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. they're they're finding value. They're finding guys that suit their system, but they're not knocking it out of the park. We tend to remember the things that disappoint us more than the things that make us happy. Absolutely. And when the Bills drafted Boogie Basham instead of Creed Humphrey, I almost threw something at my television because everybody knew the Bills needed help on the offensive line. Everybody knew Mitch Morris was always getting concussions and they yeah, he went out there, Creed Humphrey went out there and was an all-pro in his first season on a second-round contract. You could have been paying him a very small amount compared to what the Bills were paying, freeing up money somewhere else, and instead they drafted a guy who they basically just gave away to the Giants because he couldn't beat out Kingsley Jonathan. I can see why that upsets people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, man, and, and those second rounds, Cody Ford, even AJ Peneza has been a guy who, with the way they dealt with him, that's something that makes people question. Because, for example, Kyrie Elan, we see Kyrie Elan struggling, clear, clearly dealing with a different scheme, something that he wasn't used doing in his college days. And I really believe he still can be a pretty good player for the Bills. He can still be cornerback two, cornerback one even at some point because he has two more years at least with the Bills under his rookie deal. So uh, he has the time still to develop and get better. Injuries happen, you know, the opportunities will arrive. Uh, but 
they traded up for the guy and, and and you expected him to to have an impact sooner rather, uh, rather than later since you are with the Super Bowl window open and then the second round picks Epeneza was asked to change his body completely his way of playing and and it obviously didn't make things easier for him and then Boogie Cody Ford in the past so all those mistakes all those those uh misfires in the second round probably hurt the the team's chances uh yeah Maybe it would make sense for the Bills to trade out of the second round every year. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Or to trade up in the first round, right? Which they seem to do regularly anyway. Yeah, but one thing that really gets my my hopes up is this year's class because Kinkade has looked awesome and and the same can be said about Torrance. And they seem like huge hits. It's obviously very early and we're going to just start to see them on, on the real uh, game situations. But this year's draft uh, can can have a huge impact in this Super Bowl window we're, we're talking about. And, and and so, just like I said, I, I, I criticize, when I criticize Bean, uh, Brandon Bean, and for example, you, you told about uh, the move to picking, picking Boogie instead of Humphrey, right? And for me, it was trading Wyatt Teller, man. It, it can sound like it's oh, looking yeah. inside, but no, back in the day, I was really impressed with Teller's rookie season when he got the starter spot at left guard and played really well. And he seemed like an athletic guy, a powerful guy. And then they decided to move to trade him to keep Spencer Long as their backup guard, you know. Man, I was crazy mad at it because I was like, what are you doing, man? The young guy with potential already had some experiences started in trading in a way to keep Spencer long, man. Come on. But it, it happens. You can have everything right. Well, that, that's true. Uh, and every team makes their mistakes. There, There's definitely no team that's flawless. Even the, even the Super Bowl era Bills, they made their personnel mistakes. They, players like Martin Mayhew, they let go. And Brian Jordan, they let go in favor of keeping, you know, backup offensive linemen that never got on the field. Um, but if you want to hear somebody get upset, bring up Wyatt Teller to my podcast partner, Big Newt. Yeah. Big Newt gets mad every single time the name Wyatt Teller comes up because the less he says it all the time. He says, it's like, it's like women that you date after you break up, you want to, you don't want to see her dating a guy who's better looking than you with more money and drives a nice car. You want to see her with some troll and you, you want to watch her and that guy get fat together and have a miserable life. Well, that's what he wants for players that are no longer on the Buffalo bills. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) That's ridiculous, right? As a Bills fan, fair enough. But, (laughs) But yeah, man, I remember. You know those those videos that they put up the website, the the the, the team. Like we, I just saw the blue and the return of blue and red with Josh Allen now. But yeah, those uh, I remember one with Marshall Lynch swimming against Kyle Williams. Do you know those those vids that they put up? And I remember back uh, when Tyler was still with us, right after, right right after uh, the, his rookie year and before he got traded. The Bills had one of those in the in the OTAs. In the OTAs, they had one of those athletic competitions that they have every year, and the guys were standing in line, and they got to go through a circuit against each other. And I remember uh, they they recorded, like, Josh Allen. Uh, I, I think it was Josh Allen. I think it was Dawson Knox and Wyatt Taylor competing. And I don't know how, but why Taylor won this competition, like running and, and jumping stuff and and, pa- and passing below others. I was like, what? Josh Allen is a crazy athlete. Also not athletic uh, as well. And and then why Taylor wins the competition? I was really impressed. You know, it, it's not related to on the field stuff, but obviously he, he had already played his rookie year. He was impressive in my opinion. And then I was totally impressed by, about how athletic an offensive lineman could be mm-hmm. and, and and then weeks later after preseason they traded him and i was like oh my god it's not gonna work man it's not gonna be a good decision 
uh, sticking to spacer long and, and trading white teller. But just like I told you, man, uh, we can't really expect Bean to hit on every decision. And the great thing about Brandon Bean is that he's the first one to tell you. He, he just gave an interview recently talking about Taylor. So he's, he, if Big Newt is mad at it, I think Bean is even more mad than, than, than Big Newt, you know, because uh, he's the first one to recognize when he makes mistakes. And, and I really like his approach and his work. And uh, I believe... The same thing with McDermott. I think it's fair to criticize some of his mistakes and some of questions, some of his decisions and what went wrong during playoff times. But the culture that he has installed and the job they, that they together have done, I think they more than deserve the shots to keep it going for now until they really uh, fail miserably and we really feel like, no, we got to try something different. I think it's unfair to ask for something different right now with everything that they have done together. Well, I, I agree with you on that. I think also we get impatient as fans. We want the instant gratification and we tend to have short memories. We forget what those 17 years were like when the Bills seemed utterly rudderless, had no talent on the roster, were always drafting. They weren't bad enough to get the top pick. They were just bad enough to draft number 10. <laughs> you know yeah so it's, it, i was always like either tear it down completely or do something to improve stop this middle ground bad that they constantly were and you know it it took many tries for the bills to get it right to get the right general manager and the right coach i understand folks want to do better than what they have done we want a super bowl right mm -hmm. but 10 years ago how badly did we just simply want a chance? And we've gone from wanting a chance to it being an expectation. Is that greedy? <laughs> Man, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, yes, we got to remember what we went through and how hard were the, the drought years and, and how difficult how difficult it was even to make the playoffs and when it's not like we didn't have good teams but just like i told you i i really like that 2004 roster takui spikes london fletcher lawyer Milloy, yeah modes uh evans or or i uh, 2004 it still was pretty price i believe and but we had some nice rosters 2014 the cold front gilmore darby nigel bradham uh crazy good defense right but we couldn't even make the playoffs, and I get it. But now we have Josh Allen, and I think that's what makes people more more impatient, you know? Like, mm -hmm. we start to look at it like, okay, we got to take advantage of prime Josh Allen years. And and sometimes we forget that Peyton Manning just won just one with the Colts, and, and Aaron Rodgers won just one with the Packers, and it was very difficult to win. And and we forget that we have some alien, other aliens like Mahomes also and Burrow and other other tough opponents too. So I understand the frustrations, but at the same time, I, I really believe we are in a good position and this year might be our, our year. So uh, it's a balance. That's why I, I, I'm always like it's an in-between and we got to look at every year and, and see how we can keep getting better. And I believe this team got better this year. And I, I hope so. we can see it during this season. Agreed. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. So how about Josh Allen? How about talk... that guy? Yeah, because I just watched uh, this, this Red and Blue, a return of Red and Blue stuff that they, they recorded with him. And Man, some people, just like you said, media national media is crazy because they want to be the first one to to anticipate the, the Bills' downfall, and they want to be the first one to see 
something that isn't even there even there and, and say oh I told you first you know and I just saw a couple of guys uh talking about Josh Allen not being a good leader and I was like what are you talking about man because or or Josh Allen just getting through uh his pure talent and not hard working and isn't that this guy that isn't this guy, the one that they were like, this guy is a bust, this guy will never work out, this guy isn't good enough, and, and they, the Bills are, are reaching for him. So how a guy like that can can be able to become a, an MVP caliber player just based on pure talent and not being a good leader? And and so I don't be, I don't know where they they take these things from, man, but Josh Allen has done everything that he could have done so far to be a great leader, to be a, a, a great quarterback. He has improved a lot uh, already inside, uh, already in the league. And even when he came and he entered the league, I, I think it's naive to believe that every single player inside the Bills roster when Josh Allen was drafted believed he could be the guy. Because if there were other players like Jalen Ramsey saying, oh, this guy's trash, he won't be a good guy, a good a good quarterback. I'm pretty sure there were players inside the Bills locker room that were, oh my God, what did they do? Why did they draft this guy? Right? Uh, why didn't they draft Lamar Jackson, who had a lot of more hype? Why didn't they draft Josh Rosen, who had a lot of more dra- uh, hype? And Josh had to, to also convince these guys. And it was even more important than convincing fans or the media, right? Uh, convincing these guys he could be the man. And he did it. So I have no 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 idea where they take these things from, okay, Jamie, but I, I can fully say that with without any any fear of being wrong, that I have no doubts in my mind Josh Allen is a, a great leader and, and a great a great leader of men. And and I can see where they see these kind of issues with our quarterback. What do you think so? I think there are many different types of leaders and they used to talk about what a great leader Dan Marino was. Remember Dan Marino? Right. And it appeared to me that all he did was yell at his teammates. Like all he did is yell at him. He would make a mistake. He'd yell at his teammate. Very Ben Roethlisberger style. And then you have the, the type of guys that are the, you know, they, they give the soaring speeches and get people excited to play like Ray Lewis used to do. And then there's a yet a different type, which are the guys who are just well-liked by the locker room. And people will basically fall into place and follow them because of that. It seems to me like that's the type of leader Josh Allen is. It seems to be very well-liked amongst his teammates and, Here's a great example of his leadership. It was after practice during training camp this year, and there was a lot of bickering and yelling going on in the background while he was doing an interview. I think it was Stefan Diggs and maybe even Kyer Elam or some someone, but you can hear them in the background yelling at each other and it's getting heated. And Josh Allen in the interview stops and he turns and he yells hey and yeah they stop and that's well, sorry sorry <laughs> yeah yeah they apologize you hear uh-huh. that oh sorry uh-huh. yeah if he wasn't a leader do you think a he would have been comfortable doing that and b would they have responded quickly and apologized for their behavior and all he had to say was hey <laughs> To me, that showed he's a leader. People fall in line when Josh Allen speaks on that team. So where are the people in the media getting that? You know what? They need a story. They need a story. They need to try to figure out why the Bills were favored last year and didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Well, they are conveniently forgetting the fact that no first-year offensive coordinator has ever won a Super Bowl. That was something major that the Bills had going against them. Something you don't think about. I never considered that. 
you know, you forget about the fact that they had a bunch of all pros injured, that they had a teammate die on the field, that they had all kinds of drama surrounding the season. And you could see in that Bengals game, they had nothing left in the tank. It's there. There were a lot of extenuating circumstances. I'm not making excuses for them. Like, Every team has to overcome adversity. Every team has injuries. Every team has off-the-field stuff. You know, it's... I'm just sort of giving you the facts of what had happened. And the blame needs to go somewhere. And since they saw Stefan Diggs yelling at Josh Allen in that final game, well, somebody must be at fault. We need to point the finger at someone here. Who are we going to point the finger at? Well, Stefan Diggs was the one who was angry, so he must not have done anything wrong. Who was he yelling at? Josh Allen? Josh Allen must be the problem. Now I have something I can talk about when I have a TV camera in front of me. And people will say, what? What are you talking? Oh, wow. I never thought of it that way. Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks and most likable players in the NFL, with the top-selling jersey in the NFL, you know, repeatedly, month after month, he must be the problem. Hey, I'm going to get clicks. Makes total sense. <laughs> and and when you talk about a guy dying on the field, man, it, not just the, the mental impact on everybody that was there, but also it 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 really took away the Bills shot at the number one seed that would have changed everything. Because yes, the the Bengals were winning that game, but the game the game was a good one. It was in the beginning, but the Bengals just scored first, and the Bills. Uh, were like inches away of a third down conversion in a pass to Cole Beasley that he couldn't reach. Yep. And the Bills kicked the field goal, but the, the Bills were close to scoring two in their first drive, and it was a it wasn't nowhere near the game from the playoffs. No. Like the Bengals had scored a lot and, and opened a big lead. Nowhere near this kind of game. So the Bills had a real shot winning the AFC, and mm-hmm. that situation killed it. On the field and and maybe mentally too. So, just like you said, not making up excuses, but we can't close our eyes and ignore it. It happened, man. And and, and yeah, I, I I I really agree. I feel they they must be trying to find something because when I see Josh Allen never talking the the wrong things of the media, he could have been the one to say something bad about Diggs, frustrated of his best friend maybe on the team uh, open his arms and, and throwing him under the bus in the front, in the front of all, everybody. He could have been mad at it and said something bad about this. He never did it. He could have talked trash on the via media to Jalen Ramsey. He never did it. He did it on the field when it's supposed to happen. So I, I, I can't really see Josh as a guy who they can point out and, 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 and say, look, that's not a good leader. We had some guys like Lorenzo Alexander, Lashawn McCoy, some guys that are no-nonsense guys when Josh was drafted, and Josh mm-hmm. quickly was able to win them over. So Kyle Williams, so that shows the kind of guy he is, the kind of leader he is, and the kind of young man he was when he was drafted and how he has just developed into this role along his six years now in the NFL. So I'm really confident that he can be the guy to lead us to a Super Bowl. And, and and I'm really confident on the leadership coming from Allen, coming from Sean McDermott. Maybe McDermott. And we have one comment here from Marcel. Okay, Marcel is the dad of the little brothers that he have here, here in the picture. And Marcel says, Marcel is here from Brazil too. And he says, if McDermott uh, were uh, working here in Brazil, in soccer here in Brazil, he would have been fired after those 13 seconds. But, man, our soccer is crazy. We fire coaches all the time with with bad results. So it's not really oh, comparable. Yeah. I can understand people starting to get impatient with McDermott and ask and, and question some of his decisions. But I think he has at least this season... Uh, at least, at very least, this season to do a good job again, get back to the playoffs again, and, and contend again until the Pegulas start to think about uh, maybe we should start 
looking at some options in 2005, maybe, or something. I don't know. I, I just see it this way, and I can't trust those guys at the leadership so far. The only thing that concerns me is the way they're managing the salary cap right now, because every time I see a contract with void years, it makes my skin crawl because that is just going to be, they're going to be dealing with so much dead money under the salary cap in future years. I'm, I'm not looking forward to what that's going to mean because it puts you in a terrible position of having to keep pushing more money into the future and it's usually the teams that have the least amount of dead cap space that have the most talent on their roster so i think this could get in the way of what the bills are doing in one two and even five years from now that that's my only concern right at the moment that's very fair uh jamie because and that's why i think it's so important for Vin to hit with Kincaid and Torrance now and, and Rousseau can take a next step, even even Elon maybe, but and in especially the late round guys, because uh at some point if the Bills are gonna not do a rebuild with Allen under center, but a retooling, just like back in the start of the conversation, Gustavo said the, they aren't Benjamin Button. So at some point. And, for example, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, how long will you see them playing at a good level? And I, uh, after that touchdown against the Steelers, I, I saw a lot of people questioning, like, okay, Micah Hyde lost a step. It's not an easy. It was, was more about angles, and it's not never easy to run down a running back in that situation. But it's fair to question how long Hyde and Poyer can still play at elite level. And, and then Daquan Jones, who's under contract just for this season. And on the other side of the ball, then Stefan Diggs uh, is getting older. Not so old, but it's getting older. And Mitch Morris, Deion Dawkins. Deion Dawkins. So some of those guys at some point, will the Bills will need to, to move on maybe and, and retool at their position. So uh, that's uh, why I believe they really got to start hitting those picks because the Bills got to be able to, to retool and not totally rebuild. Mm-hmm. Since they have Allen, they have a shot. So at some point, they probably will need to try out a season with a younger roster and asking Allen to do even more if it's possible to ask him to do even more. And I think that's something that they need to keep from the back of their minds in the roster building process. And to do that, you need to hit on your draft picks and have salary cap space. Yeah. <laughs> keep them, right? Right, right. Yeah, totally, uh, totally comprehensible. But uh, yeah, they will need to get smarter with those, de- get even smarter with those decisions, and and so they can stay competitive. And and we need to to really hope they can win sooner rather than later. So it make the makes the their lives even easier thinking about it. Right. Let um, me ask you this: Yeah, if they won the Super Bowl this year. Would you be okay with them going back to missing the playoffs for 17 years? Man, that's a good question. But I think I would. I yeah. Think I, would. I think I would, man. That's a trade I would do because, you know what? We, nev- we never won one, man. So right now, <laughs> I'm in the, that position just like the, the, the Rams were, you know? Like, go all in. And, and yes, it's totally risky. I wouldn't do it. I think we have the opportunity with Josh. Every time Josh is out there, we'll have a shot. But I, I w- that's something I would do, man. I would do because we got to win one. Well, yes, I, I'm with you on that. And here, okay, I'm going to give away one of our dirty secrets as podcasters and vidcasters. Okay? And I, yeah. I might get in trouble for this. <laughs> I don't typically do video casts. I, uh, I'm not handsome like you. I have a face for radio. Oh my God. Uh, so in my podcast, I can tell you, honestly, I actually find it easier to talk about things. I have more things, more topics and more passion when the bills have lost than when they win. Like at the beginning of last season, like, what could you say about them? It was like, you, 
you start up and you're like, wow, they're really good. Like, I'm shocked at how great this team is. And then the next week they come out and do it again. You're like, yeah, wow, like I said, they're really good. Well, when things started going wrong, now you can start like putting your critical hat on. Is P wanna 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 Spin wanna see some someone getting fired live because of the little secrets? Come on, Spin. Don't do that. No, 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 no. I never want to see anyone fired, but it's just it's easier to it's easier to podcast when there's advert let's say not when they lose, but when there's adversity. You know, like when Stefan Diggs seems like he's pissed off, there's something to talk about. When mm-hmm. everybody's happy and the Bills are winning by 40 points every week, it's like, well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Makes total sense. But I remember back in the day, man, for example, the, the day we signed Mario Williams. My goodness, that was oh. one of the craziest days on, on the internet, man. And we couldn't win anything, but... That day we were totally happy and it sounded like we won a Super Bowl when Mario signed. It, it did. It <laughs> right? did. And it, it helped uh, help put together one of the best defensive lines we've ever seen. Absolutely. It was crazy good. And yeah, there is a there is a uh, there is some happiness in this weird situation too, not not being able to compete, man. But now we've had 17, and until as as long as 17 is there, man, I will have a shot and and that's what I, I always tell to, to the fans who, who can't really be optimistic about this season. That's a long season. I think this team is, is ready to compete again. There are some question marks that thankfully we'll be able to have 17, uh, 17 weeks to 18 weeks to, to figure out and to find a, an answer at the middle linebacker spot to find uh, if Kincaid or Gabe or who else is, uh, uh, is going to be the the guy who will take away pressure from from Allen and Diggs mm-hmm. as being the go-to guys, and we will have 18 weeks to see if if Torrance is the real deal and if McGovern was a good signing or mm-hmm. if Edwards or if Bates is going to step up and and hold down that spot. So can Spencer Brown be the answer? We have time to figure it out. So it's just like you said in the beginning, Jamie. We want uh, winning or losing week one really doesn't matter. And I really like our chances of winning this week one because if we remember, if I remember correctly, the first game, uh, the first Tom Brady's game for as a Buccaneer, he was stomped by the Saints, right? And those were the same Saints that stomped them again later in the season, and then they could win against the the Saints in the playoffs, and and that's where it really mattered, and they won it all. So mm-hmm. those Jets. I don't know how prepared they will be for this week one matchup. There is a lot of pressure on them too. It's not like the last year's Jets that they had no pressure at all. They could play against the Bills and are we going to win? Nobody expecting us to win at this point. Now it's different. They have the pressure that, okay, everybody believes that we're going to be able to compete and not just for the AFC East, but for, for the AFC and, and even the Super Bowl. We are in win-now mode. And so the pressure is on them too. And I don't know if they are really prepared to deal with a team like the Bills that, that despite, despite all the, the lack of optimism for some people, that's a team that, that is a contender that has been for some years now and yeah. just got better. So I'm looking forward to this matchup and to close it out. What's your expectations for this week one matchup in particular? Oh, boy, I think it's going to be a close game. But as long as you have Josh Allen, you have a chance, right? Uh, I think Josh Allen is still ascending. And Aaron Rodgers is on the downside of his career. Now, there's a ton of talent on that New York Jets roster. I think the Bills pull this one out, but barely. I I am willing to say that the Bills are going to win this game 28-27. My goodness, it's a... A great week one win, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a great first Monday night football for the season, right? It'd be good for ratings, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It would have everybody up late here in Brazil to watch until the <laughs> final seconds of the game, man. And I'm sure the Bills have a have everything in place to have another great season and my expectations are high, as high as it's always been since we we had seventeen 
becoming one of the best quarterbacks in the league. In my opinion, the best, but it's it's uh, a subject for another entire episode, my man, talking why I believe 17 is even better than the guy from Kansas City. But <laughs> Oh, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> but Jamie, thank you so much for taking your time, for joining me here today. I'm sure uh, Bills Mafia had a blast with your your presence here, and I really appreciate it. And you know, leading the charge, uh, doors are always wide open for you to, to be part of it and to participate anytime you want. Man. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. And I have to tell you, I, um, I, I'm more than happy to be chatting with uh, some of my Brazilian Bills backers today. This has been so much fun. And uh, Fernando, you do great work, my friend. Thank you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome to be part of the Buffalo Rumblings family. Uh, always been, right, as a, a rumbler in the comment sections, watching Mario's watch, <laughs> but now <laughs> as part of the team, it's been awesome. It's been a blessing. I really appreciate it, man, and thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who joined us and hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel, and I really appreciate it. I will be back on Sunday in Portuguese then. I didn't teach you any Portuguese words today. But to close it out, can you tell to Brazilian backers, vai bills, vai bills is go bills in Portuguese. Vai bills? Vai bills. Vai bills. Got it. Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bills Mafia. We'll be back on Sunday. Go bills. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.